Welcome to the Membership Machine Show, talking you through your membership website from initial idea all the way to finished product. Here's your host, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the Membership Machine Show. This is episode 62. I've got my returning special guest. Um, I've got Kurt. He's feeling a bit fragile today, folks. He's been on the whiskey last night, been partying. The dirty devil. So be gentle with him, audience, because he's, he's um, been a brave show and still turning up. Um, in this show, we're going to be talking about the key. Have you got a starter plan for your course in 2024? People, we all do it, folks. We all vacillate. I've, I was talking to somebody yesterday that's been thinking about doing their course for the past three years got a fantastic idea, and I think they'd be very successful. Um, but they're looking at all the options and, and everything in the most minute detail, which is understandable, folks, but in the end, you just got to pull the trigger. But you've also got to have a plan, and if this is what we're going to be discussing in this show. So, Kurt, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and followers? Sure thing, Jonathan. My name is Kurt, Kurt Von Annen. Uh, I own a company called Mayana Nomas. We focus largely on membership and learning websites. And I also have a podcast by the name Mayana Nomas. That's fantastic. And before we go into the main content of this great show, I've got a couple of messages from our major sponsors. We will be back in a few moments, folks. Tired of hosting providers that can't handle high traffic loads? Convesio is here to help. Our platform can handle any amount of traffic, all without slowdown or crashing. With immediate Slack support, performance optimization, and a team that thrives on resolving technical challenges, your e-commerce business is in safe hands. Learn more about Convesio at Convesio.com. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. We're coming back, folks. Also want to point out, if you're looking for a great partner to build your membership, your learning management system, your community website on WordPress, and you should be looking at WordPress because it gives you the most digital ownership of any platform out there, and you don't want to build a great business on a leased platform, folks. If that sounds interesting, why don't you look at what we've got to offer, WP Tonic? Not only do we offer the technology, but we give you advice, we can consult, we can give you maximum value to get over that hump and build your great membership website in 2024. So go over to WP Tonic and see what we can offer. So let's start off with number one. I've put it the offer. And the way I see this, Kurt, it's a bit like the foundations of a house. If you don't build good foundations, if you don't really 
work out the why, who this is targeted to, and the what result they're going to get from doing your course. Um, I think you're and not going for it. Let's be truthful about this, Kurt. The the um, online course business. I was looking at some research. Um, at the end of 2005, they're, they're looking at $360 billion being um, around courses and online education. So there's an enormous market there, but a lot of the broad subjects are really saturated. So you're going to have to micro-niche. You're going to have to find your niche. But then you're going you're, you're gonna to have to work on your offer, which I see as the foundations of your house. And if you, too many people miss this bit and it's all understandable, they get sucked into all the technology. Are they going to use WordPress or are they going to use a SaaS platform? And they, and they look at a thousand YouTube videos, podcasts, whatever. They listen to this and they don't do the work on the offer. Am I rabbiting on, or do you think um, there's some substance to what I've just outlined? It's understanding what the offer is from the purchaser's standpoint that I think so many people miss the target on. I was guilty of this myself, Jonathan. I I made a killer training site. I mean, it, it was I was really proud of it. It was a good piece of work. But my copy, my advertising, my approach was not selling to what my customer was really looking for. Even though it would have been the result, I didn't sell that result. You know, so my offer was messed up. Um, so you, you have to know what your, what, what's the result that your training is going to give them. Instead of telling them how awesome your training is, you need to tell them what the result is to expect when they complete the training. Yeah, so you've got to to do some basic market research, basically, folks, but it's not war and peace. First of all, you've got to, um, it's like we've mentioned this in other shows, it's best to um, build what is called a persona. What is your ideal um, student? Who is your ideal client? And what are you going to offer that individual in a particular niche that you have knowledge in? And wh- what are you going to offer that individual? What is going to be the outcome? You know, if that is, and by building that pers- persona, that ideal individual, you then got a much clearer, clearer and focused object where you can build your call structure because it's not just the you know the quality of the video the platform you're utilizing it's are are they going to get an outcome you know and does the outcome really matter to the target student the target persona because if they don't care um, you haven't got a viable business. What's your reaction to that, Kurt? Yeah, you've nailed one piece of it there. And, and the one thing I just want to articulate is a lot of cases you develop a course and your student, the person directly taking the course, isn't even the customer. And that's the part to think of. Like, are you selling this to a company that's going to mandate training for staff? 
Are you selling this to a, you know, a, a medical association that's going to, you know, mandate that members of that association have to complete that training? And if that's the case, remember that your offer is not targeted at that student. Your offer is targeted above the student at that next level that's making the purchase. Um, it's really understanding, you know, what your offer specifically is, who it's going to benefit, and kind of thinking about where that cash flow is going to come from so that you can design the offer for the source of the revenue. Yeah, I'll just give you insight. I, um, we have um, a quite a broad and growing band of entrepreneurs and associations and all sorts of organisations that we work with, folks. But in the smaller entrepreneur um, niche, and we have many that host with WP Tonic, um, I, a couple I've noticed a, a pattern, but it's not exclusively. Some of the most successful individuals with us are around certification and about continuous education because their particular niche, the, the individuals in it, have to maintain certification and have to do a certain amount of training which they have to keep a record of and if challenged have to prove that they've done a certain amount of hours per year. And that's a market there. And we, like I say, we've got a few individuals that done really well, but the reason why I'm bringing it up, listeners and viewers, is it's easier to build a course. These people found it easier because there's an end point. There's a clear definition of the benefit that the student's going to get for doing the course. It's black and white. You provide training that will allow them that you either you have to have the training checked over by a third-party body or you have to meet some criteria your training. And then when you provide it, there's normally a state or national or industry body that has to give the tick on your training, whatever. And then, But it's clear-cut. After you've gone over that hurdle, the outcome is pretty clear and that's why it's easier. But you can mimic that, but you've got to have a clear process. What's your response, Kurt? Yeah, again, um, I I really do the research to try and figure out where my money and and revenue is going to come from. At the end of the day, um, you want to share your ideas, you want to be an artist, you want, you know, all these cool things. But at the end of the day, we're still a business and we have to figure, like, where does this... Where's this cash flow going to come from? And then from that, that's how I, I kind of gear the offer. On to the next thing, which is targeting. We've just done the offer, which is kind of the ground research, the why. Um, also, you know, looking at the right platform. I'm not going to delude you. There is a quite a few balls that you're going to have to juggle here, folks. Now, having a great partner like WP Tonic really helps you build it on WordPress because that's one of the reasons why people look at other solutions because there's just there's an enormous broad of options with WordPress, which is great because it means that you're not going to be entrapped on a platform that no longer meets your business needs. As your membership grows and your requirements become um, more focused on, on giving the solution to your students, um, you can get entrapped. You're not going to have that. But the problem with WordPress is that there's so many options to start off with. 
finding a really great partner like WP Tonic solves that problem. So let's go on to targeting. Now, it's they are, it overlaps to some extent with the offer, but the offer um, is about, you know, what is the outcome, what your course, you know, just having a load of video and just, you've got all this knowledge inside you and you just spew it out in the course. That ain't going to work. that Because that doesn't, that doesn't get... Um, end result and if there's no end result these people aren't going to recommend your course to other people you're not going to get any testimonials no matter how cheap the initial course price is if they don't get anything out of it they're not they're not going to be happy right it's just that simple where the targeting we kind of uh, touched out with building a persona your ideal student but um this is the uh, but too many people build a really great course when we look at it. It's fantastic. Even the website, but they never really were. It's too broad, the subject. It's too, they're put in, like, they've taken almost a year to two years and they've built multiple courses out. And it's like ever-ending. It's like they've got a starter course, a middle course. It's all great stuff. But it's too broad. The target is too broad. It's too competitive. It's not nicheified. That's a word I created, listeners. I still love it. Nicheified. Uh, um, uh, just rolls of so many words do not roll off my tongue, but the ones I create do. Um, but they don't really focus on um, that ideal student and they don't niche and it's too broad. And it just gets swamped. And, you know, um, one of the ways you can do that is to do some basic uh, market research. You know, who are the influencers in your niche? What are they talking about? What Write down the problems that they cover. What kind of feedback they get. In Like in the WordPress space, folks, a great niche would be page builders. And there's a number of individuals that have built courses and they have um, multiple um, individuals in the, Word, the WordPress space have built um, six-figure businesses offering courses about page builders. Um, there's just... Uh, Endless discussion, argument, drama, purchasing is endless in the WordPress space. If you want to build a YouTube channel, just talk about page builders constantly uh, um, and you'll be okay. I could build a, a massive business. I just can't do it, folks, because I'm not that interested uh, um, to be truthful about it. But that's just an example. The other thing is go to Amazon and look at book reviews about your subject and have a look at what the people found good about the books, what they didn't find good about the books. There's also loads of Facebook forums. Just don't jump on there and just be, you know, God gave God gave you two ears and just one mouth for a reason. I know that's ironic that I'm saying that because I just rabbit on and on and on. Kurt's bit fragile and he's just happy to nod uh, and I'm rabbiting on but um, I think it's justified because 
there's no, there's not been a more easier way of doing your research and then writing your copy and targeting your website to the right niche people. And if you do that, you're going to get, you don't even need a big audience to start off with. You just need to get the will um, moving and you need to get a first batch of students in so you get some income in. Um, that will make an enormous difference to your attitude, to your motivation and what you're prepared to do with your membership business. What do you reckon, Kurt? The targeting is so important, Jonathan. The, um, I think of it like this way. Like if you wanted to have, if you're going to make a course, like a business course for finance, and you say, oh, I'm going to have a business course in finance. Okay, who are you going to target that to? Because that's a huge market. And if you were going to go into the general market of just business finance, you know, you'd be up against, you know, Quicken and QuickBooks and all these monsters that could make content that are recognizable. So then you say, okay, well, I'm going to do smaller businesses. Okay, smaller what businesses? And then you say, well, you know, smaller independent businesses, not franchises. You know, okay, well, that's, now you're niching down. And then maybe you get into, you know, I'm going to, I love botanicals. So maybe I'm going to work with small businesses that sell plants. And then you go, okay, well, what, what are the unique, you know, vertical topics with a retail store that sells plants. And then now you've specialized and then you can jump on, like Jonathan said, jump on, look up some groups with, you know, uh, botanical stores, flower stores, you know, things like that, um, you know, local nurseries. And you'll be amazed how deep that is. And we're not trying to build the next Facebook. You're, you're just looking for, to start out, like, 10 paying customers, 20 paying customers, 30 paying customers. And so you pick a market that is finite enough that you can market directly to it and get some result, but big enough that it's going to generate some revenue. Yeah. Um, number three, and these all linked, they're all overlapping, is that if you um, work on your offer, the outcome, you worked on your targeting, who is your avatar, who's your persona, who's the ideal student, um, and you've done that, the messaging will become a lot more easier. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm, a, I'm a digital snob when it comes to UX design. I did my master's degree as a mature, a mature student long, long time ago um, at the University of the London School of Print and Design. And they were they were UX snobs, and I'm a UX snob. Uh, um, so you know, having a good looking website, having um, the layout of your courses, but so so many people that we help, folks, me and Kurt and the rest of my team, they go off big ways too early about all this, and they take it too far too quick. Um, what you should be concentrating, I've learned this the hard way in my own business because Kurt knows that to say that I concentrate on the copy of the website, of the homepage, and I'm always looking at it and I'm always talking about it, aren't I, Kurt? Um, is that you've got to concentrate on your copy, on, on the written messaging, supported by images because um, what 
if you do any kind of graphic um, training, the reason why images are important is not it to look nice, it's that we can process image messaging much quicker than written, the written message. You know, uh, we are visual animals and we process imaging, image, um, much more quicker than the process of reading text and then getting the message that's in the text. That's why combining images with text is so powerful. But the written copy is going to be really important. Your homepage, your About Us page, and some of the other pages about what the actual course offers. And it doesn't have to be war and peace. That's the other thing. It's very similar to the course, Kurt, is that people think they people that are not used to writing copy or don't understand the basic principles, they tend to write much too much. This is, it's not about writing too much, it's about writing stuff and then editing, editing, editing and editing some more and curating the message down to the the core so it can be consumed the quickest. What was your response, Kurt? Uh, Kind of twofold, Jonathan. When I look at someone that's fairly new to WordPress or new with, you know, a dynamic site, like whether it's e-commerce membership or e-learning, right? You're trying to get the user to make a journey through the site. You're trying to get them to to take action in the site. It's different than like a, it's different than a one pager or a, or a, you know, a template website. It's, you're trying to get them to go somewhere. And to me, to your point, People put way too many words, way too many paragraphs, way too much copy, especially on the introductory pages. I think people are much better served with less content, um, variations in font, right? And then making sure that that call to action, we, that's our fancy way of saying getting the customer to click a button somewhere, um, making sure that that is plain and easy to see and that it kind of walks your customer, your student to that next whatever that next step is. And I always tell people, you know, I had a customer recently make a really good course. And then when I went to their homepage, I was like, so how does the student find the course? And yeah, what, what is that? the course about? What is the benefit I'm going to get by giving you money to do this course? And what yeah. outcome am I going to get from doing this course? What, so, um, what problem... And that's why you need to do the other steps that we've just discussed because you need to know what the offer is. And then you need to know your niche avatar and how it's going to, and the, that will help with the messaging about, you, but if you don't do the first two steps, you're not going to get the third step right. Yeah, and, and you're not going to sell a course by sneaking it in on people. Like you got to be upfront about it. And so when you visit a website and it, and the front page is all, you know, about us, about this, about, and it's, and it's not promoting the course, which is the bread and butter of your product. So let's do this. Do, we've got a couple more minutes before yeah. we go into the second half. Listen, now Kurt's um, recently done a fantastic um, LinkedIn course, which he is in the process. He's written it, it's up, you can purchase it. And also, uh, I think I'm correct, is you're in the process of publishing it to Unimi. 
Am I correct, yeah. Brown? Yeah. I took it's, a fanta- it's a fantastic 101 introduction, and I suggested to Kurt that she- he should publish it to you, the me, because I, I did a, a, a little course on there, and it was really good. But um, obviously, I've seen some of Kurt's, and um, and Kurt is a massive user of um, LinkedIn. And by the way, you, you can utilize LinkedIn as a great um, way of, of building an initial audience for your niche course. If it's a professional, aimed professional um, course at a certain level, LinkedIn is a great resource in building contacts and then putting content on about your course and promoting your course. Um, so, Kurt, so let's do it. Um, why? What problem does the does the course solve? Uh, the the problem that my course solves for people on LinkedIn is I help them simplify the communication process and the connection process so that people want to talk to them instead of run from them. Right. Who's it aimed at, the target? Who is the ideal person that will get the most benefit? Largely entrepreneurs and uh, executive types. Right. What, have you worked out what may be your messaging, your core catchphrase and your core um text, your first paragraph of text on the Unimi page will be. Have you sensed about what kind of trigger words that you're going to be utilizing in that first paragraph or the tagline of your Unimi course? Yeah, the one that's sticking out to me is grow your LinkedIn connections without intimidation. Yeah, that's bad, is it? I'm I, quite like, I quite like that. Um you're not going to get it right the first time, folks. No. <laughs> you, you, you're going to have to think, leave it, go back, get some feedback from people. Um, you'll be constantly at it, folks. But this is just a quick thing. I put Kurt on, on the spot there a little bit. I didn't pre-warn him, but I think it was educational because giving a, a quick um, demo of some of the things, I think it makes the whole um, what, I've been talking about in the first half of the show much clearer. Thanks for that, Kurt. I think we're going to go for our break now, folks, and we will be back in a few moments. This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS, the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to lifterlms.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code PODCAST20. That's PODCAST20. Enjoy the rest of your show. We're coming back, folks. Um, Just want to point out, why don't you join the Membership Machine Show WP Tonic YouTube channel um, and sign up. We've got loads of videos there. It's a free resource. I'm publishing almost every week, almost every day, video content that will help you build a great membership site and also educate you a little bit about WordPress and some of the best tools and all sorts of things. It's a great resource. Um, So let's go on. 
I think lead generation, you know, it's a volume game, folks, to some extent. Um, you need, um, that's why if you niche, it's not going to be so difficult because um, you're not going to need such a volume of people because um, otherwise, if it's broad, you need a very, very large audience for your YouTube channel, for your uh, website. Um, um, it's just a numbers game. But um, the great thing is the ability to generate interest is, and the platforms out there that enable you, I've just listed YouTube is obviously uh, a big uh, driver to your website and to your course offering. Um, the more you've niched and you've done the previous work that we've outlined, the more your YouTube channel, the content you need to, and if you've done the prior research and you found out a list of problems and you've chosen uh, a few problems, your initial course, this is the other thing, which I probably didn't mention in the first half of the show, folks, is don't, for your first course, do not try and solve every problem under the sun. Uh, um, I'm not saying it should be a beginner's <coughs> course because, you know, it depends on the knowledge value you're offering. But probably the beginner area um, or the or the lower intermediate is probably a better place for you to start on your course um, journey. And just look at your, your initial course because this is a new thing for you. It's totally achievable and you can get great success and it's the opportunities are still out there, folks. If you do the things we outlined in the first half of the show, I'm not saying you could be guaranteed, but you'll be in the top top 10% of people. Um, so your chances of getting success are going to be a lot better than all the people that didn't listen to this. Uh, um, but, you know, um, so try and do a minimum viable course and then get a list of the you know, problems that you've gathered. You, your initial course might only answer one or two of them, but you've got a great list that will then kind of give you structure about what your YouTube video is going to be about. So you just touch on a solution and you can say, well, I'm offering it all free on YouTube. No, you're not. You just offer, you just, you just, give a certain amount of information and you point out the problem and give a few tips and outlines. But the deep core mentorship, group discussion, all everything else that you can combine in the membership can only be offered in a membership. Um, so don't be scared about that because I've had people say that to me. LinkedIn, I've just touched upon that in research. It's just a great way of promoting your course on LinkedIn. Sign up for Kurt's course. <laughs> uh, um, Udemy, um, I think this is what Kirk's doing. Um, I think it's a great way. Going on guest podcasting as a guest, great way. Something I need to get on a bit more, but I've been churning out so much content on the website, on the YouTube channel, and I think Kirk would 
I think he would agree that I've been a bit of an animal lately, haven't I? I've been churning out a lot of stuff, haven't I? Tons of content. Tons of content. Um, your SEO it is important. Um, I wouldn't touch upon that initially. I think it's something that you um, can do at a certain later stage, as long as you've got the fundamentals correct. Um, and utilising WordPress will help with that enormously because it's very SEO-friendly, search engine optimization, folks. Um, paid advertisement has it, but I would get that initial group of students in first before I would, e even if I had the budget or I had the exposure to utilise paid advertising, I would always do a first course and get my initial students in because you learn so much. What's your response to some of the things I've just outlined, Kurt? You're, you're touching on all of them, which is good. I mean, obviously, you know, having a presence on YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, uh, X, all, all those things make sense. But it goes back to that overlap you were talking about. Like, so, so where is your target audience and who have you targeted and where do they hang out the most? For instance, my target audience is, you know, CEOs, uh, C-suite executives, things like that. And so, yeah, I'm very active in LinkedIn. That's, that's where those people hang out. Um, there's a lot of like, uh, going to like speakers, authors and coaches lane, right? There's a lot of speakers, authors and coaches, you know, and groups and, um, you know, all kinds of pages inside Facebook for that kind of thing. And so trying to identify where your target audience is helps with this. And then the last thing I wanted to say was these numbers don't have to be huge. Um, I, I joke around about it. I mean, I, I've been on YouTube for years, hundreds of videos, and I've got like 74, I think I'm up to 78 now, 78 subscribers. Uh, so no, go look up my channel and then link and subscribe. Uh, but I only have 78 subscribers. And then, uh, but I get business from it. I get referrals from it. When I go to WordCamp, people come up to me and go, hey, aren't you the Manana no Mas guy? I've been watching your videos for years. And right when you think it's not working, it's working. There's things happening, you know. So you, you have to be cognizant that um, it is a lead magnet. It's a lead generation tool. Um, but it doesn't, you don't have to, you don't have to be some famous TikToker with a million followers to market yourself. You just need to get out there and, and have a message and, and promote it. Yeah, when it comes to YouTube, though, folks, it's like everything. You do, knowing about the title, the title of your video, the thumbnail, these are important things. There's a couple of really inexpensive tools. One that I use is YouTube Buddy. Um, it's not that expensive. I pay, pay it yearly. And that will give you research. You can utilize it for research um, about... Um, it's um, a Chrome or Firefox extension after you purchase it, and it gives you insights about how competitive a, a, a YouTube video title is. The meta description um, and the tags, you can um, put tags. Tags used to be really important when it came to YouTube videos. They are no longer so much, but the thumbnail and the title and the description um is really important. So utilizing one of these tools and spending a little bit of time and energy on it will help your videos. But you don't need the enormous amount because you're that that's why because you're aiming at a niche audience. 
So if you've done your prior work, even though you're not getting tens of thousands of people subscribing to your channel, it still will have enormous benefit because the purpose is that it's for people to get to know you, to see you as somebody knows about your subject, for them to go to your website. The offer resonates with them because you've done all the previous work that we've outlined in this show, and then they buy your course. That's the, it's, it, there are a few steps to this, folks, but it's not jet science, but you need a plan of action and you need, this is why I thought this show would be really useful to you folks. Um, business process. Do you have an onboarding process? Have you written out a series of email that gives them information? Um, do you, student, especially your initial students, do, can you offer them some inducement to fill in a quick questionnaire so you can get some formal feedback about the course because um, it's going to be invaluable. You know, you might, um, the people that fill in the questionnaire, you might then contact them to have a Zoom with them, offer them a one-to-one coaching um, half hour if they, um, as part of it, and ask so you can get, record it so you can get more feedback about the course, the strong points, the bad points, because you're not going to hit it out of the park with your first course. You're probably going to have to adapt that, and then that feedback will definitely help with your next course. Um, so that's why it's important. And having a plan, you know, having a plan on what's going to happen after the first initial course. What do you reckon, Kurt? People assume that because they signed into a platform, the platform's going to do all this automatically or that there's an easy <laughs> button. And there is no easy button. Um, you can hire people to help you with this stuff if you if you really don't want to do it. Well, WB Tonic. WB Tonic, absolutely. But, you know, people say, well, what do you mean onboarding? I mean, if you think about things, you're going to have some way that your website's going to send messages out to students. And if you have a new URL, you're not going to have domain authority yet. Um, different email things might put it to the spam box. So one piece of onboarding is, hey, this is how you whitelist our email to make sure you continue to get our messages. Like that's just one message that you put out right away. Um, it's all part of this process, folks. You got you to gotta think it through like, not from your perspective, but from the student's perspective. Um, I make quick little videos, uh, tutorials, like, like a 40-second, just a 40-second run through. Hey, welcome to the site. It's great that you're here. You know, and then it's a screen share that says, when you first sign in, you'll see a website that looks like this. This is where you click to go to your courses. This is where you click to, you know, see your account. This is where you click to change your phone number, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then welcome again, and we'll see you soon. And that's it. It's a quick video, but it gets sent as part of the onboarding process, and it helps build that relationship virtually with the student and cement you more in so that it becomes more we're sticky. You know, you, you want your people to stay with you. You don't want that churn to happen. Yeah. The other, the other thing is, you, you know, when you get, when you, um, you get that with WP Tonic, the next thing is, what I mean is you need a team trying to do, obviously, if you've got any kind of uh, resources and the great thing at WP Tonic, we have a lot of people that start small, um, grow and we get involved. They like, our support, our attitude, and we we help them on their journey and we become their partner. We don't 
They don't have to utilize us. They can just host with us and they get enormous value from that. But we're in in building a long-term relationship with our clientele and helping them on their journey because their success is our success. And um, but you know you do you're gonna need a team at some stage. Now um obviously a lot of this you're gonna have to be doing on your own or utilizing um WP tonic. Then you'll probably be a mixture of us helping you with some internal um staff um which um you will be when you get to a certain size trying to do it all it just isn't possible, folks. You can automate, but um, and I love automation when it's utilised in the proper scenario, but I don't like, there are a few people out there that um, promote automation that will solve all business problems. Um, people are buying to a course to a certain extent because they want access to you Obviously, you do that through um, mastermind and one-to-one coaching on all the other scenarios that we outline on on this podcast and on the YouTube channel. Um, but uh, you can't do it all. So when you get over, let's say you get into 100, 200, 300 active students trying to develop the next course, trying to keep the website maintained, getting everything, these multiple balls, it just becomes too much too quick. So your main aim is get get the revenue up to a certain stage where WP Tonic can be involved a bit more and you can hire one or two internal people to help you part-time in the running of the business. What do you reckon, Kurt? Uh, it sounds... Really silly sometimes, Jonathan, but if you just build your business, your course business, with the with the mindset that it is a business. Um, for instance, you know, you might your website might be abc.com. So then you say, okay, well, I'm gonna have an info at abc.com, I'm gonna have a support at abc.com, and that, and then as your business grows, just having a part-time or a contract person that you can forward that, you know, support at email address to, so that you don't have to burden yourself with, you know, I forgot my password. Can you reset my password? Um, you know, my credit card was turned down by PayPal. Like if those emails went somewhere else and then you as the course creator were able to focus on getting that next course done or, you know, being on the next podcast to promote your product, that's such a weight off your shoulders. And it just find those little things that you can begin to offload. And as it continues to grow and spool up, maybe those contract positions turn into real positions, you know? Yeah. It's about balance, folks. I think balance is the hardest thing for us as humans. Um, It's kind of, it's um, not getting sucked in about the minutiae about how your lesson course looks when somebody signs up. You, You need to... You need to worry about that when you're getting feedback that if you change things there, it would provide a more engaging and enjoyable um, experience. That's when you need to aim your focus at. You need to focus at, you know, understanding 
your ideal student, you know, your core offering, all the things we've outlined. Um, it's it's knowing it you it's knowing that you love WordPress and you do need to understand the fundamentals of your platform. You are the owner of the business. You know, it's a bit like a car. You know, some people love working in cars. Now, Kurt is an expert. He loves all things that got an engine in it. They're, um, <laughs> they're, um, I'm not. I like driving. Um, I enjoy driving. Um, the idea of uh, some, a machine driving for me has no appeal for me at all because I actually like driving, right? Uh, um, but um, I'm not somebody that maintains their car. I go to a garage to have that, but I do know. But I do know how an engine works, and I do check the oil and water, and I I probably know more about engines. And I don't. I I to switch off. I watch um, mechanic shows, people stripping engines. Even though I have no um, uh, want to do it, I just find it really interesting. And I, um, I have a problem switching off at the best of times, you know. Um, so it's just a way for me to watch something and watch expert, and I enjoy it. Um, so it's knowing the balance that you do have to know about things, folks, but you don't have to become an expert because the that is not where you're going to make your revenue. That's not that's not the skill that's going to make you to get the outcome that you're looking for for yourself and for your family. Is this making any sense, Gert, or am I waffling? I sure hope it is. Um <laughs> As you were talking about working on cars, I was just thinking to myself that that social media video where, where they, they go, hey, how do you know how to do all these things? And the guy goes, because I grew up poor. <laughs> we couldn't afford to have people fix stuff. But um, I just, uh, I'm thinking about kind of the overall story arc of today's show. And you're right. There's a lot of uh, blending in the topics, but it's important that you kept them separate. You know, um, you absolutely well. So I, my benefit because if I just went, it would have. It's given some framework to this discussion. Actually, it's gone a lot better than I thought because um, I think we have offered some. Yeah, because I think it was mostly me because it has given structure. There is overlap, but if, imagine yeah. if I had had the structure to this podcast, I would just waffle on, wouldn't I? Yeah, it's you know, it, there's there's new people that listen, you know, obviously people listen to us that already have their course that already have their way. And, you know, maybe they're already gone in a different direction and they're like, ah, oh, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Um, and to them, you know, I say, sorry, but to the new folks, um, this is gold stuff. This is gold. I mean, when I was, I was a corporate trainer for a long time. And so I was used to the corporate mentality of we will build it and people will have to take it. And, and, when you leave and you become an entrepreneur from that corporate mindset and you go, okay, well, I'm going to make a course and people are going to take it. That's not true. Like you, everything that Jonathan put in this outline is absolutely right. You have to get your offer right. It, it, who are you benefiting? What is the benefit? And how will they receive that benefit? It's got to be in your offer. And then you have to target that offer to the exact right people 
and you have to make sure that the messaging matches them. Um, I have a huge power sports background, but I also work in the marine industry with boats. And you don't want to start calling things like motorcycle parts, marine parts, and marine parts, motorcycle parts. Either one of those audiences will hang you out to dry if you screw that up, if you get the verbiage wrong. So you want to make sure that your your targeting and your messaging matches those people. It's it's a and if you get overly dependent on AI, those are the types of mistakes that AI will make. So you have to really edit your AI, AI content down if you're using AI to make content. And then the lead magnet stuff, Jonathan, is huge. Because um, like I said earlier, you you were pointing out you know the YouTube stuff and and all the details with YouTube, and it's all there. But people get so hung up and think they have to get that little silver plaque with the YouTube play button on it behind their head. And that's just not true. You, you, know, you just need... Well, it's very nice, but it, it means yeah. nothing to the bottom line. No, no. You just, um, got, just got to get your message out. You know, it normally means, you know, obviously, you know, um, you can make a reasonable income from just what YouTube gives you. Um, but... We are talking about people that are utilizing these platforms. These platforms you do not own, folks. These platforms can change mm-hmm. what they're looking for. They're in business. You're in business. You have a kind of business relationship with these platforms. That's how you should really look at it. It's like subcontractors, people, you colleagues you work with, whatever. Um, but you do not want to build your business on somebody else's platform. You want to use it to promote your platform, yeah. but not use it. And the more, I think, digital ownership, digital sovereignty is really important because so many people I've seen on a platform and the platform goes away or um, the target audience um, changes and you're no longer fits it, you and what you're offering on their platform no longer fits into the ideal client they're looking for, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I think we're going to wrap it out, folks, because I think I've waffled on. No, but I say to myself, I think there's been some real value. What do you want us to cover, folks? You know, you're being a bit silent. The figures are going up. More people are listening to this. Um Give us some feedback about uh, what you would like. All you have to do that, all you have to do is go to the YouTube, the WP Tonic YouTube channel. I'm considering spinning off um, the Membership Machine show on its own YouTube channel. Um, But it's more work, but I am considering it. Um, But you can go to the the WP Tonic channel and um, you find the whole video of this podcast on there, plus a load of other resources. Or you can join our Facebook group um, and Kirk and myself are on there and we're going to be hopefully doing more stuff with the Facebook group. We've got some great guests coming up, um, plus Kirk helping me. We will be back next week, folks. We'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Membership Machine Show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and leave a rating to support the show. Until next time.